Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want naturally simple skincare for men? Try Swiss skincare for men range from Chemist Warehouse. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yes, very good evening. Welcome into Hurricanes Valley. Mark Watson alongside me, Gordon Simpson, as we talk all things the Hurricanes. We celebrate that wonderful Super Rugby franchise and another very good victory over the weekend for them. Uh, Gordon, good evening. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, got the old surgery on the uh, biceps, so sitting in in office here with a sling, but um, glad it's done now so I can talk in rehab at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's go back. Let's reflect on that performance from last weekend. What did you make of it? The Hurricanes, I thought, were very dominant, and I think they're starting to um, get everything sorted as far as all aspects of their game. Um, both teams had their opportunities. Uh, I think the Hurricanes just took these better than than Moana Pacifica. So, um, yeah, listen, I, 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 I'm getting pretty excited about the Hurricanes' form at the moment because they just seem to be doing all the little bits really well, as well as obviously the um, the finishing. And the, the, the team unity just seems really close and you can sort of bring on the subs and they seem to pick up where the other guys have left off. So I think the whole basis of their, their game now um, is um, performing really well. But... In saying that, obviously they haven't played any. They played one New Zealand team, which they had a narrow loss to the Blues. So they've got some hard games to come up. But you know, you've got to get these other sort of dodgy ones out of the way first, and then obviously um, pinpoint the uh, the tougher games. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now they take on the Force. They've just come off the back of that fifty nine nil win over a Moana Pacifica. Is there a danger when you blow a side apart? And you don't. You come into a game maybe not having had that physical contest. Maybe not just having had that. Uh, pressure and sometimes you want to play an environment where that pressure's on every week. Yeah, for sure. Um, the complacency factor can come into place. Um, I think though, like last week, um, last year the Hurricanes lost to the force, so that'll probably play be playing a bit on their mind and I honestly think if they continue the way they're playing at the moment, the Hurricanes, um, the, the, same, the same mindset um, they've took it out against Moana Pacifica, and they take the same one out to the against the Force. Um, I think they'll perform well again. Obviously, the Force are a little bit uh, one of those teams that sort of don't go away. They continue to play for the whole eighty minutes, as they did against the um, Blues. Uh, it, despite that, the Blues always looked in control. But the Force are one of those niggly teams. If you give them any kind of opportunity or a sniff, they'll take it, and um, it'll be a tough game for them, but I think the Hurricanes will discuss this week that um, the focus is on continuing what they're doing well at the moment, which is, I believe is a lot. Mm, okay. Uh, Brett Cameron, stunning on the weekend. Yeah. Almost the player, player of the round in terms of just super rugby, certainly through my eyes from what I saw. Yeah, I think him and Roy Gard are making uh, for me a really good combination now. Um but and he's taken his time. It's, I think it's his third or fourth game in now, um, and he's starting to control the game. He's starting to to run the guys around the field and be a, a dominant number ten as as those other sort of 
world-class ones that we have with Moanga and, and, and Barrett that we already know of. He's starting to sort of build himself into that position within the Hurricanes, um, and I think he's getting that sort of belief and that um, trust from all the players around him, which is a massive thing for a number 10. Yeah, I want to ask you that because, I mean, he did play that one test for the All Blacks when they took about 100 players to Japan, and you almost felt... Maybe it was a jersey that a number of players really didn't deserve. It was almost like, well, who's next in line? We're going to send an A team up to the Northern Hemisphere and we're basically going to put a franchise all-black team out against Japan. Do you think he's of genuine all-black quality? Could you see him in the future getting another opportunity and being at that level consistently? Oh, I think I think if you're playing in a in, a, in the number ten position for a franchise within New, in New Zealand, you've got a chance of becoming a number ten for the All Blacks. Um, I think the way he's going at the moment, um, he's sort of putting his he's putting the right foot forward. Um, and then you've got the loss of some some potential tens leaving New Zealand at the end of the year. So there's certain, they'll be certainly on mm-hmm. the look to sort of um, build some new guys into that position. And um, I think, as we all know, when you get into that All Black environment, you sort of take another step up and. Um, develop even more so I think the potential is there for him to do it It's, I guess it comes down to him and, and continuing the form he's doing now and just keep building mm-hmm. uh, OK let's talk about Roy Gard because I was just listening to an interview that the Drive guys did, Ricardo did with um, Steve Devine and one of the questions was asked was Roy Gard might just be the best halfback in New Zealand at the moment would he potentially make a World Cup squad? Would you take him to the All Black uh, on the? Would you take him to the World Cup? Would you put him in the All Blacks this year, or is he not quite ready yet? Do you take experience over youthful exuberance? Um, no, I think you take the best three players if they take three halfbacks, what they generally normally do. I think you take the three best halfbacks uh, that are playing in New Zealand at that time, and I think Roy Gard is definitely in the top three at the moment. Um, you've got obviously Aaron Smith um, who is playing at the moment but he's, he's obviously not set in the world of light but we know his capabilities and I think he's as probably starter as, if he's injury free um, and then you've got uh, a loser, I've forgotten the, the name of him, the Chiefs boy um, the halfback oh, um, uh, Brad Weber Brad Weber, yeah. that's right, um, who's Playing really well at the moment for the Chiefs team. Uh, he's mm. got a good four pack in front of him, but he's performing well too. So, I think at the moment Roy Gard is definitely number three in the in the picking order. Uh, obviously, there's a few, there's a, still a way to go, but if Roy Garden keeps playing um, the way he's playing and keeps putting his hand up, um, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be selected. Um, like I said before, that all that all back environment. Once you get into it, you don't you don't want to get out of it, and you you sort of grow another leg. So. Um, at the moment, he is performing outstandingly for the Hurricanes. And listen, there is a couple of p- potential minor games in that World Cup. So as far as um, developing him and, and and getting him used to that env- environment in the All Blacks, potentially because you obviously might lose a couple of other half packs as well at the end of the year. You, you By the time the World Cup goes around, the All Blacks will be wanting to play a certain way and play a certain pattern. So if you do you then need to swap like for like? Do the halfbacks all need to be similar skill set? Or can you afford to have players who, you know, one might have the better pass, one might be better around the fringes, one might have the slightly better defensive game in and around the fringes? 
Yeah, I think you've got to read that on on, on opposition as well because potentially, you, you know, you've got a half-back, a lot of positions that um, will play 60 minutes of the game or 50 minutes a game and you you want to start off with the potential of a half-back who does, who's strong and um, and is good at ball running and, and, and is defensively more sound than the other one. Then you bring on one that's when guys are a bit tired, you want you want the game to speed up a bit so you've got a faster distributor, you've got a faster guy around the paddock. So, um no, I think I think um, that the um, but the also sorry the other thing you've got to think of is we've got a new All Black coach coming in. So um, with what the All Blacks are doing this year, mm. potentially that could all be changed moving forward mm. because there might be a different um, uh, focus as far as how this the new All Black coach um, mm. wants to run the All Blacks. A lot of talk this week regarding the Blues and the Chiefs and the likes of Sam Kane possibly up against Papa Lehi. but I almost reckon the most underrated player in New Zealand rugby at the moment might just be Peter Luckey. Yep, I think you um I think with um Peter I think he just needs game time and keeps to keep growing, but I think I think we've all seen the potential that he has he has got. Um you know, we we always have these bolters in the uh, in the All Black teams when they're announced. Um, potentially he's someone you could sort of um throw in there. He can play all three positions, so he's he's, he's sort of Valuable in that in that sense, um, and listen, you always you always got to come back to the the season and injuries and who's going to be around at that time. So, um, but certainly, I think Peter Lackey is, and we saw him in the NPC last year. Um, his his attributes and what he can what he can offer, and he's certainly up there, sort of holding his hand up as well. So it's great to see that a lot of these young players holding their hand up, um, potentially with a lot of. Um, sort of seasoned All Blacks moving on. Mm. Uh, one thing, we saw that change last week due to this ridiculous rest and rotation policy. We saw Proctor move to 12, but we did see uh, Balin Sullivan come in at centre. Uh, wonderful player. What did you make of that combination? And has he done enough to secure that centre spot? Will they start him this week, do you think, against yeah, I was thinking about this the bef- Western Force? Yeah, I was thinking about this before we came on here, and um, obviously they'll probably bring back uh, Geordie Barrett but I think they might um, they might leave um, Baylen Sullivan there and maybe give um, Proctor a, um, a a break. Um, I thought Proctor w- was very alive, very um, very active in last week's game, more so than probably more than he was at centre. Um, he seemed to take the ball up a lot and got, got a lot more involved, probably a bit like Geordie Barrett does when he's at second five. It's a lot more. It just seems at second five, there's, the, 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 they're sort of taking the ball up a lot more. They're a lot more active in the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the um, Balen Sullivan sort of Geordie Barrett combination this week. Um, but I thought Balen Sullivan played well. Mm. I thought the combination between the two of them was was awesome. And but you know, I could go along a lot of things um, as far as different combinations in that Hurricanes team. I think it all clicked. Mm. Dominic Bird, the veteran, playing at lock. Yep. Sometimes you just need that guy, don't you? That hard head, that veteran, that guy that just does the little things right. Um, may have lost a yard of pace, but he's your go-to guy. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding, and like I've, I've sort of been a little bit reserved on the the, the sort of locks or the Hurricanes this year. I still think I didn't think that they've they've sort of peaked to where we need them to be. Uh, but I thought Dominic Bird was great. He did the hard yards, did the did the brunt up the, up the front, and um, just no nonsense kind of stuff. And I think um, every team needs one of those boys. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other big news is Brad Shields has, has signed with the Hurricanes, so, you know, went overseas, couldn't make the All Blacks, ended up playing for England, decided to come home. 
uh, got to be a massive acquisition, surely. I mean, you've got such wonderful youth and exuberance. We've talked about that. This is a side for the future, but you're just getting that lovely little splattering of experience thrown in there now. Yeah, those players that can't make the All Blacks and go overseas, I'm a big fan of them. Um, but it's um, always the good-looking ones too that go away. <laughs> yeah, and the really good-looking one, ones end up going and playing for Scotland. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it's it's a it's a beautiful place and it's for beautiful people. So yeah, yeah. attractive people. What a good-looking team that was. <laughs> it was a very good-looking. You played team. for Scotland, didn't you? Uh, it, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah played a, yeah. Played oh. a few handful of games here and there. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No. Anyway, getting back onto the uh, the question, <laughs> um, I can't even remember the question now. So Brad Shields. Brad Shields, of course. The importance of <laughs> you know, I say you've got to have youthful exuberance, but you've also got to have experience. And it just seems to me there's a really nice splattering in it in this Hurricanes team. The future's looking pretty damn bright. Yeah, and I think we've mentioned this over uh, over the last few weeks is that the um, the usefulness and youthfulness in the um, in the Hurricanes team is is great. And Jason Holland seems to have an eye to pick out those those young guys coming through. Um, but certainly, like you say, having that uh, bit of an experience there. Um, just makes it just an, a really good even flow. And um, Brad Shields was outstanding when he was a hurricane um, back before he left to go overseas. And um, he'll be a great addition to the the um, Hurricanes team. And he'll bring he'll bring that experience, and he'll also bring that little bit of hardness as well, which is always always good for a um, for a uh, for, especially for the Hurricanes anyway. Who starts at hooker this week? Do you stick with Armour? Ooh, it's a good question. He's playing solid. Um, I think he still has the odd line out sort of mishap, uh, but generally he's pretty good. Um, Dane Coles is obviously have a rest. Uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. I, I'd probably start Dane Coles, and I'd probably bring on a, a suffer um, in the second half again. Bring him off the bench. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just keep, um, I'd keep Dane Coles sort of ticking over. You know, you don't want to sort of seize him up, and um, and then if so, it does hopefully not get injured, then um, have Colsey come in with a little bit um, under the game um, fitness. So, um, no, I'd, I'd probably start with Dane Coles, um, give him a crack. Um, the force will want to um, sort of get something out of this tour because they've had a pretty disappointing mm. tour. So they'll want to start hard. They'll they'll probably try and be as physical as they can um, over the Hurricanes. So having Colsey there will be... Um, would be a good thing probably. Mm. You're listening to Hurricane Valley. Mark Watson alongside of me, um, former Hurricanes and Scottish international Gordon Simpson. If you've got any questions regarding the Hurricanes or we're even happy to broaden it out a little bit, you can text us here on double eight double three. Now the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. We're celebrating all things the Hurricanes. We are celebrating all things Hurricanes Super Rugby. We've got Gordon Simpson in studio. If you've got any questions, you can text us here on double eight double three. You can phone the program on 0800 150 811. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Uh, let's talk about Naholo. We were just having a discussion um, during the break there, playing out on the wing. Uh, playing out on the right wing, um, I think originally out of where he come out of Hastings Boys High School. I think might have played in the national winning side there. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but sometimes you get these kids though that are big at school, and that's the reason why they do stand out. Is he starting to come into his own? Is he an X factor player? Oh, I think with what we've seen so far, and obviously the first game he played, there was obvious nerves there. But last week against Moana Pacifica, he just looked like he was a seasoned um, player. Uh, took the ball up well, um, distributed well, tech defensively was great. So 
uh, I think we just we just sort of sit on it for the moment and, and look forward to more. Yeah, because, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? You've got Julian Savia there, and every team now seems to have the Kenny Natolo Naholo types, you know, you've got Caleb Clark clearly with the Blues, but the role these days, you've got to be basically be a fullback, don't you? You've got to be able to kick, and you've got to be good under the high ball. Yeah, the high balls, um, you know, obviously a lot of teams are kicking these days, and they're trying to find the weakness, and a lot of times in the past, that's been the winger, so they want to try and um, kick to to compete and, and, and get it off maybe a winger that's not sort of up to the up and under, um, but um, what I'm seeing so far in Naholo, he, he seems like he's um, got all that in the bag, uh, but again, it's it's like I mentioned earlier. It'll be it'll be a good test if he is playing uh, against those top teams, against those top wingers, you know, similar wingers to him, having first fives that are putting pressure on him with up and unders. So, yeah, like I said, let's uh, I sort of park it at the moment. But what I'm seeing from him so far in the, in the two games he has played is um, it sort of sends excitement um, to me, and I'm sure the Hurricanes are excited mm. about him too. There seems to be a very sort of, um, and it does my head in to be honest, I think sports science has too much to say everybody's scared now of playing five, six games in a row because you might get tired or mentally you might be a little bit fatigued and it's like we just continue to dumb it down. Yet if you're going to win the Rugby World Cup you're going to have to play three big test matches in the space of 15 days. Now you've got the force this weekend who are going to play with some structure. As you mentioned they're going to, they're going to, they're going to want to come away with something. The following week, you're in Dunedin, you're taking a Highlanders team that are improving and your sense are going to come right. Then you've got the Chiefs. So what hurricane sides do you put out over the next three weeks? Do you just bring Barrett back in? Do you bring Coles back in? Do you just put your best team out for the next three weeks? Yeah, I, th- I think... Um I'm not sure what the, uh, the, the the sort of the resting of the All Blacks is. Whether they have to do it just once during the Super season, or they've got to do it twice. I'm not sure about that, but uh, I'd certainly put the top team in. Um, I'd have I'd have Barrett. I'd have depending on Coles and Amu. I mean, Amu is playing pretty well at the moment. So you've got you've got the you've got the um, you've got the sort of luxury there of two good um, form hookers playing at the moment, um, and certainly uh, you'd sort of want to. Put your put, put your best team forward initially. Uh, obviously, if the Hurricanes get can get some points up on the force, um, without obviously um, sort of relaxing too much, um, then I, I would do that and, and sort of have a have a have a decent bench as well. Yeah, I mean, you just want to play the game in front of you, don't you? Let's yep. go out and win this. Yeah. And rather sort of preempting fatigue, wait for the game to finish, see how the boys come through the week, talk to the players individually, then make decisions. Yeah, exactly. With, uh, rather than this preordained model, which seems to be in place. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of you. You know, if you're the if you're playing the best, you're the best in that position at that time. Then you get the spot. Yeah. Um, call it old school, call it whatever you want. But uh, but I'd imagine, uh, uh, Gordon, you, you want to play, don't you, as a player? You <laughs> want to play every week, don't you? Absolutely, you do. You know, you want that adrenaline rush. You want to run out there in front of those crowds. You you want to do what you do. You don't want to sit on the bench, do you? No, and certainly, and, and sometimes yeah. you become a better player because you just get that battle hardness. Yeah, and certainly at the moment with the Hurricanes playing so well, why would you want to sit down and have a break? You know, you want to you want to keep continuing the flow that Hurricanes are doing and working at the moment. Everything seems to be ticking well. I mean, I'm basing it on last week's game against Moana Pacifica, but um, you know, confidence is a massive thing, and it just seems like, especially with the Hurricanes, when that confidence is high, they can beat any team around. So, um, yeah, listen, I I understand there's got to be some. Um, 
uh, players rested uh, for back honours. I don't understand it, but I, I, I sorry, I, I don't believe in it, but I understand that that's the way they 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 do it. And um, but at the end of the day, you, for me, you've got to have the strongest team available. And um, and and obviously, like you said, Mark, speak to the players. You know, if the players are feeling a bit fatigued and stuff, then then, then obviously take that into account. But what are we four games in now? Four or five games in. I'm, 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 I find it hard to believe that some of the players are fatigued already. Oh, they've been told they're fatigued. You know, as I say, they <laughs> yep. said you couldn't run a sub four minute mile. You know, Bannister goes out and does it. Four weeks later, John Landy of Australia does it, and the floodgates open. Yep. You start pushing the ceiling higher, and people reach, don't they? Start dumbing it down, and everybody starts buying into it. Look, just looking forward to the Chiefs game, which is what, not you know, a couple of weeks away. How and we've already touched on this, but how important in a game like that is it to have the likes of Franks, um, Owen Franks, um, oh Ben Franks, it's Ben Franks, it's Owen, Owen, oh, Owen Franks. Yep. So, so Owen Franks to have the likes of Brad Shields and Bird. Yeah, well, you, especially against a, a four pack that has um, all the experience that the Chiefs have, and you want to, you sort of want to go one for one against them, so. You know, you want Artie against Sam Kane. You know, you want you want the likes of uh, Dominic Bird against Retallick. You know, the you know. So, so I want you to nail down for me. What is it about experience? What is what is the definition of experience in that sort of game? What, what's the difference between an experienced player and say an inexperienced player? Is it decision making under pressure? What is it? Yeah, I think it's those key moments. I think they're those key moments where. Um, you know, there might be a 50-50 pass on and, the, and maybe the inexperienced player will, will pass that, whereas the, um, the experienced player will say, no, no, let's hold on to it, let's start again, we'll, we'll rebuild. Um, position is key, especially in rugby. Um, and, you know, I guess the the inexperienced guys, yes, they want to they shine, they want to show how good they are, but in some cases, sometimes they do do that 50-50 um, pass, kick, whatever it is. Um, whereas I think as you play a lot longer, you sort of have that mentality is say, okay, we can rebuild, we can start again, we don't need to do this right now. It's not a, it's sometimes it's not a sprint, you know, it is a marathon. And sometimes you have, if you have to build seven phases as opposed mm-hmm. to one phase to get those points or get, get over the line, then I feel that that's what the experience really yeah. develops you into. Okay, so this weekend will be round six of Super Rugby. It's round six, yeah. Round six of Super Rugby. How many games into the season, realistically, before you individually and collectively expect to be hitting your straps? Um, I would have said I would have said about now. I mean, I yep. look at the Hurricanes game last week, and I can't I can't sort of um, outline too many too many so, so, bad things. So they come into week one and they've got a game plan. And it's all a bit loose. Haven't really played in that environment. To get away with it. Second week, you work on a few things. Next week, you again refining, refining. At some point, yes, you're always going to refine. But at some point, you know you're ninety percent of where you want to be. The game plan's understood. The defensive patterns are understood, and the combinations are starting to click or have clicked. Yeah, I think the combinations is key. I think um, you'll find surely by now that there won't be as many changes. Um, you know, there might be the odd change here and there. But I think that what when they the coaches the the senior staff decide on a team um, that that's the team they settle on with the odd change whether it's injury pro yeah, forced or anything and, like and, that. And I guess that comes back to my earlier point when you look at this week, then you look at the Highlanders, then you look at the Chiefs. 
I want to see some continuity now. As a fan, I want to see my core group of players now playing every week. Yeah. One or two changes, that's it. Yep. Yep. Okay, look, um, the Chemist Warehouse, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Uh, The DHL Super Rugby Pacifica is underway. Uh, Catch all the action live on Sky Sport. Uh, You can get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Okay, Gordon, your DHL Hurricanes Player of the Week. Listen, there was a there was a lot of selections to pick from last week's game. I thought, um, you know, I thought Rogard played well again. Brett Cameron as well. But I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to signal a guy that maybe doesn't get the plaudits as much because he plays in that position where he's got to sort of be, sort of uh, as a link player, outside player. Also does the hard yards up front, and probably not a lot of guys out there know of him. Um, non Hurricanes fans, uh, Devin Flanders. I, th- yeah. I watched him in last week's game, and I just think. He is coming. He's coming into some really good form, and probably someone that not a lot of people know a lot about, but um, really doing some really good stuff within that loose forward trio. Yeah, no, absolutely playing in the number six shirt. So originally, I think, yeah, originally from Havelock North, so Hawks Bay boy. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Um, he was part of the Hastings Boys High School side. That narrowly, narrowly lost to the wonderful Man Albert Grammar in that 2016 <laughs> final 14 13 with Kate, Caleb Clark and the Man Albert Grammar side. I just needed to mention that. You can't have a show without me mentioning Man Albert Grammar. Okay, who is your DHL Super Rugby Player of the Round? Oh, um, he might have, he probably gets it a fair bit, but um, he seems to be playing consistent rugby um, uh, week to week at the moment. Um, and uh, it is the lock for the Chiefs. Mr. Retallick. Brody Retallick, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Played well. Really yeah, pleased he's just, to see. He's just so consistent and he just he's just that he's just that big guy that you need in that engine room and he just does the business. But yeah, I mean when you spend that much time in the All Blacks and there's that much pressure and there's that much of a cauldron, it just becomes a habit, doesn't it? Yeah. You just don't know how to switch down a gear, do you? No, nah, and he just loves it. You can tell he just loves it. And it's someone like that, when you love to do that that hard, dark place kind of thing, it's fantastic to you watch. You wrote the book, mate. You wrote the book. <laughs> Have I told you, you yeah, all these New Zealanders that play for Scotland really attractive men <laughs> in a very platonic way. Oh, geez. I hope my wife's not listening, mate. She'll, <laughs> she'll, start, she'll start thinking naughty things. Gordon Simpson, lovely to have in studio. That is another edition of Hurricanes Valley. Don't go away, folks. When we come back, we talk the blues.